Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Leamington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Has anybody noticed what's missing this morning? There's something missing. Come on Chris, what's missing? There's one here. There's that. You can come and help me, Chris. Come and help me. There's another banner. Here it is. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> now that is what you call slick. Okay. So, there's a reason I'm doing this. I want to make a point of it. Okay. As a church, these are our values. Put the feet out. This works so much better in my brain. (laughs) Okay. Go on. That's it. There we go. Are you tall enough? Whoa, nearly there. We're nearly there. Good lad, Chris. Big round of applause for Chris. We are, last week, united. So what are we going to talk about this week? Which one do you think? Let's have a vote. (laughs) Come on. Which one do you want to talk about? <laughs> Let's talk about enthusiastic. Let's do that one. No, we're going to talk about generous. We're going on to generous. And this is the first in two weeks we're going to do on generous. Generous. My prop, I'll move it over here out of the way a little bit. But there we are. Every week you're going to come into church and you're going to see this. Read it. Get it in you. Make it part of you. Because this is who we are. This is what we live for. This is everything that Jesus actually was. You know, there's not a word on there that is not Jesus. True? Yes. So let's get it in us. We are. And this week we're looking at generous. This week we're looking at generous. Okay. So, what is generous? What does the word mean? What does generous mean? Well, I looked in that old faithful companion of mine, Google. It's on the computer. You type it in, it tells you all about the word. Google, and uh, this is what Google said generous meant. Showing readiness to give more of something, especially money, than is strictly necessary or expected. Wow, it's a good definition. Thank you, Google. Showing readiness to give more of something. Showing readiness to give more of something. I've been thinking and processing what that about that little bit. That means you're 
prepared in advance to be generous. It's not always spontaneous. You can be generous before you've even got up and left the house in the morning. You can decide, today I am going to bless somebody. They're not expecting it. We make that deliberate effort to go and bless somebody. So, what does the Bible say? Have we got the Bible verses on there, David? Yep, the first one for me. We should see Proverbs up there. Proverbs 11.24 One gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give, and only suffers want. This is in the way, isn't it? (laughs) Okay. Hmm. It's hard to understand the language, isn't it? It's hard to wrap my head around what that actually means. So, in the age-old way of doing it, with a young man, I don't really fully grasp it till I go to the message. So let's see the message. I absolutely love this. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Thank you, Jesus, for the revelation of the message. (laughs) Eugene Patterson, give yourself a pat on the back. To be generous is to give more than what is expected. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. That is the basis of everything that I'm going to be talking about this morning. Okay. Test time. Are we ready? I'm going to ask something. Whoever's willing to do it, I want a hand in the air. Okay. I want 20 quid. Hey. Okay. I should have gone higher. I want 40 quid. No. Wow. That you not you that's your lunch money gone, Doris. <laughs> wow, that, see look at that. That's it. Give her a round of applause. What a generous woman. Wow we. Thank you very much. Okay. So you've often heard it said, first things first. First things first. It's a good way of doing things. Helps build the rest of it up. So we look at this, the world of the generous gets larger and larger, the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller, first things first. The principle of first things. Or in other words, tithe. Because it doesn't just mean a tenth, it means the first tenth. Okay. The first tenth. The very first time we see things in the Bible, they're very, very significant because God is establishing something for us to look at as a pattern. Okay. In the book of Genesis, we meet two of the sons of Adam and Eve, Cain 
and Abel. Cain and Abel. Cain grew fruit. Abel herded sheep. So, one day, in the fullness of time, so not straight away, Cain takes an offering and gives it to God. At the same time, Abel, his brother, takes an offering and brings it before God. Now, the difference is, Abel takes the firstborn of his flock to give to God. Before even if he knows the rest of the herd that he's got can have any more, he gives what he has to God first. Not in the fullness of time like Cain did, but first, before anything else. Before anything else. And God accepts Abel's offering as pleasing to him, but not Cain's. Remember that the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Cain turns on Abel. He turns on him, beats him, kills him, because his offering was more pleasing to God than Cain's own offering was. Wow. It's a thought, isn't it? The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. You see, when we're stingy, we can see other people being generous and we can go, what are they doing that for? Why would you do that? When really what we should be doing is celebrating with each other people's generosity. We are a generous church and we celebrate generosity we love it because the world of the generous gets larger and larger so that is the first time we see someone giving an offering of first things to God and God accepts the offering I'm going to take you now to a man by the name of Abram. Not Abraham, because he hasn't had that encounter with God yet. Abram. We'll see him in Genesis 14. His nephew Lot has managed to go and do what he always does and get himself into trouble. He's a genius at it. There's, it's a, it's a, honestly, it's, it's artistry how bad he is at life, Lot. And he's in trouble. Abraham has a few men that are trained to fight in his household, not many, and he goes, fights an army to rescue Lot. And guess what? He succeeds. And he's given all this plunder, and he's got people, and he's got all this stuff, and he's rescued his nephew. He then begins to travel home. And while he's traveling home, he meets a couple of kings in the Valley of the Kings. What a good place to meet kings. And um, when he meets these kings, he meets the king of Sodom. So of Sodom and Gomorrah. So the king of Sodom. And he meets another king. The other king is called 
Melchizedek. Two things happen. Here's the first thing that happens. Melchizedek, who is called the high priest of God. Now remember, if you're the high priest of God then, God hasn't established anything yet. You've got to have known him personally to be the high priest of God. This is someone of serious significance. This is not your average Joe King. Okay? This is a proper, full-on encounter with God. And he meets Melchizedek. And just as we have this morning, in a way, Melchizedek brings bread, and he brings wine, and they have a time of fellowship together. Abraham's reaction to that encounter is to give Melchizedek a tenth of everything that he has. No questions asked. He doesn't bat an eyelid. The Bible doesn't go on any further than he gave him a tenth of everything that he had. Wow. He encounters God and then just gives God all of it. He then has a conversation with the king of Sodom. The king of Sodom says to him, you take all of the, the, the gold, the silver, all of the loot, and I'll have the people. I'll have the people. What's Abram's response? I am not having anything from you. I don't want any of it. He's just given a tenth of everything that he's got to Melchizedek. And now he's given the opportunity for more to be given to him. But he recognizes where it's coming from. He makes a note that he will not take anything from the king of Sodom, Sodom because he doesn't want that king to say, I made Abram rich. Because he knows the reason that he is wealthy and that he is rich is that God is the one who is blessing him. He doesn't want that to come from any other direction. He wants to honor God with everything that he is. So he, he just gives to Melchizedek and refuses to take from the king of Sodom. Okay. Then we move into chapter 15. The very next chapter. Abraham has honored God with the first of his loot, if you like, the first bit of everything. God comes and visits him. And this is the first time that God really begins to lay the promise on Abram. And he says to him, I will make you a father of many nations. Your offspring will be as countless as the stars in the sky or the sand on the seashore. Why? He passed the test of money. He passed the test of money. He loves his God more than he loves the riches that he has. If God chooses to bless me, that's his choice and I will accept it. I don't, want, I don't need men to pour into me to make me rich. I just need my God. And then God blesses him. So he gives to God everything that he should do. And then God pours in one of the most incredible blessings that there is in the Bible. We talk about Father Abraham, don't we, still now? 
the whole descendant line from Abraham down, it all leads to our Jesus. It all leads to our Jesus. Wow. And here's a man who's old in age, with no children, yet he's going to be the father of many nations. He still had to have faith. (laughs) It still didn't happen straight away. But it came to pass. There's a prophetic word that I have here for somebody this morning. Isaiah 55, 9 to 11, says this. Oh, yeah. We go. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And here we go. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it blood and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish that which I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. That's a word for somebody this morning. Josh had a conversation with me yesterday around the dinner table, and he said, Daddy, do you know you get weed killer? Yeah. He said, can't they just make like a miracle spray thing, and you spray it on the plant, and it just grows? And I said to him, it didn't really work like that, son. It's got to have time to grow, and it's got to have time to mature, and it's got, then it will produce fruit. And this morning, God dropped this into my heart. That's the word for somebody. You see, God's made you a promise, and you haven't seen it yet. Yet, when we read the beginning of what happens here, snow falls, and so does the rain, and it waters the land. The word of God comes down like that rain into your life. You hear and you see that promise. It soaks into the ground, gets deep into your roots, and you begin to grow as you hold on to that. It builds up inside of you and you become bigger and stronger through it and more with it. And then you produce a fruit when that promise is good and ready. When God intends it to come to pass, that it shall accomplish that for which God sent it. Just like that rain. It doesn't mean it's going to happen today. But we hold on in faith to our God that it shall achieve that for which God intended it to do. I'm being generous this morning with my actions right now. So I'm sharing a gift that's inside of me. You can be generous in your situation. You can be generous with your friends. Ask God to give you something to bless them. Sometimes it's the silliest little things. This week I've had a friend who's been going through a terrible time of it. And God told me I had to do something. And it wasn't speak. It was just hug him and hold him. That's all I had to do. Didn't have to say anything. Just hug him and hold him. At the end of that embrace, he said to me, it's exactly what I needed. I don't need to hear anything. Because God knows. Be generous with your actions to your people around you. 
So we see here with Abram that God blesses him. He puts that word in him, yet he doesn't see it come to pass for gener- all, ever. <laughs> he never sees it. He never sees it. Does it mean that it didn't happen? Okay. Malachi 3 verse 10 says this. Bring the full tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you, and pour down for you a blessing, until there is no more need. Wow. Think of Abram. He bought the full tithe to God. Hasn't God poured out a blessing so great into his life? There's no more need. He's one of the richest men that's ever lived. Because God poured in. He's got one of the richest heritages of anybody that's ever lived. Why? Because God poured in. This is what our God does. Our job is just to be faithful that we love him more than we love the money. I love you with the first of all that I am, Lord God. Not with the straggly bits at the end. (laughs) Not with the bits that I'm struggling with. I know I've not got enough. Actually, put me to the test, God says. Put me to the test and see if I will not open heaven and pour blessing into you. We did something earlier. You've all probably forgotten about our £20 note. Now, it was very easy for Doris to give me this £20 note, wasn't it? It's because we have deceived you. (laughs) It was always my £20 note. Now, nobody put their hand up to give me the money, apart from Doris. Why was it easy for Doris to give me this? Because it was already mine. That's what it should be like for us in our tithes. Shouldn't it? It's already God's. It's not mine. I do not give a tithe to God. I bring it. I bring my tithe to the house so that God can have it. It's put where God intended me to put it. And that's the sore house. That's here. That's where God intended me to put it. And now... God is going to pour that blessing in. And now, I am going to pour this blessing back. Doris? That's £20. We want to bless you. We want to thank you for all the work that you do that no one else sees. The times that you've been here, cleaning the toilets, scrubbing the floors, printing the stuff off, staying up late at night, doing the artwork for things when no one else has seen it. We recognize it. We love you and we bless you. Thank you, Doris. To be generous is to be more, is to give more than what is expected. Just to bless someone. Doris had no idea we were going to give her that back. 
but we did, because as we looked at the definition of generosity earlier, being generous, it's purposeful. There's a reason behind it. Laura and I prayed and asked God who he wanted to give that to and why. And he wanted Doris to have it for all the things that she's given to him that have gone unseen. Because God rewards that, which he's done in secret, doesn't he? It's not about what anyone else thinks. It's about you getting this right with God. Weigh it up. Look at it in your heart. Don't make a rash decision. The argument will come at some point. Do I do the tithe on everything that I get before tax or after tax, Lord? <coughs> Just give him. Work on it. Do you want him to bless all of it or a little bit? It's a challenge that we've got to talk to you about because if we don't, we're doing you a disservice. We're just giving you some tools to help you. It's up to you whether you use the tool or not. Our heart is that you would go for everything that God has for you, that he would pour in. That is the heart of us as a leadership. Put that ver the, the message back up for me again, please, David. Um, Proverbs 11.24 the world of the generous gets larger and larger the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller I'm going to leave you with a testimony and we've shared this before over the last few months financially Laura and I have been finding things really difficult we don't know why because we're doing everything we should just really difficult a couple of months ago We'd ran out of money, I'd shared this before, and God gave us some inspiration of what we had to do to bring some money into the house. And we did what God said, and he poured in more than we could ever have expected him to. It was incredible. Then, last month, we ran out of money, and God poured in an amazing amount that we weren't expecting because we'd been faithful. Month on, month, again and again, our God shows up. We're not begging him for it. We're just believing and knowing that he'll be there. He's meeting our needs. So in the last couple of months, God has poured in, on top of what we normally would earn, the best part, nearly £1,000 to us. Why? Just because we're being faithful. We're putting him before everything else. Why am I telling that? It's not because I've got a big head. Look what God's blessing. It's to teach you. It's to share what it is that God's doing. It's to bring the testimony of how fantastic my God is when I'm in need. He just shows up and he is abundant when he shows up. He's incredible. I don't need to go to men and ask for anything. Because my God meets all of my needs. He is sufficient for me. His grace is poured out on me. And there's absolutely nothing at all I can do about it. <laughs> he just wants to. All I'm asked to do is be faithful in the small things. That's all I'm asked to do. To pass the test of do I love him more than I love money. Got to be honest. Sometimes it's you go to hit the enter button when it's time for the 
the amount to go off. It's, shall I reduce it? <laughs> no, I won't. Just because I've had that thought, I increase it. I challenge myself to be bigger than what it is that the devil tells me I am. I challenge myself to be everything that my God says that I am. I don't let this world tell me who I am. I let my God tell me who I am. And I am an heir of Christ, and so are you. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. What a way of describing our God. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. But I tell you what, that limits him, because he's more than that. He's more than that. He's bigger than that. He's incredible. There's so many stories I could tell you about people that we know, where they've just honoured faithfully their God, day in, day out. A guy whose family have got no food at all, but they've honoured God with their finance. He said to God, you need to give me some food. God said, go for a walk in the park. He goes for a walk in the park, and God says, stop, look in the bush. He looks in the bush, and there are two plates full of food, wrapped up in cling film, in the bush. <laughs> For him and his wife. Two pork chops. But they're given... God meets the need. God shows up. My challenge to you this morning is to love him first. We can work on the amount. You can work on. It can grow. It can change. Let's not worry about it being the exact tent to start off with, but let's start the heart attitude right of it being before anything else. Above all else, our God comes first, yes? I love you first. I honour you first. I bless you first. And then God will pour in. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Let's not be... Cain spirited. Let's not get smaller and smaller, but let's be able spirited. Let's get larger and larger. Let's pray. Lord, I just want to thank you for blessing us and being generous to us, Lord God. We thank you that you gave, Lord God, your one and only Son. The firstborn that you had, Lord God, you gave to us. And we just want to thank you that, Lord, you have blessed us, that you have poured out grace upon us. And we pray that our hearts would come more in line with you and your design. That we live a life by design, your design, not by default, Lord God. Not by the back settings, but you would release us all into the design that you have for us. Let it start today. Let us be released into it today. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, visit our website at www.life-cc.org.